passions, beliefs, life stories, helpful resources for the senior living journey. Discover it all here as we get to know our residents, employees, and partners one-on-one. I'm your host, Shaylin Miller. Welcome to the People of Arate Living Pod. This month, we're honoring Native American Heritage Month and Veterans Day. Through the month, we're excited to share various facts and icons to honor Native American Heritage Month. Follow Arate Living on social media to learn and celebrate. In honor of Veterans Day, we're excited to welcome Ginger Aprich, Veteran and Community Relations Director with Ovation Heartwood Preserve, one of Arate Living's senior living communities in Omaha, Nebraska. Ginger is a veteran of the United States Navy, where she served from 1986 to 1994. Her service took her to Maryland, Hawaii, the Philippines, Japan, and more, ending her Navy career in San Diego, California. During her service, she volunteered with senior living communities and in hospice, igniting her passion for the senior living industry. Welcome, Ginger. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am humbled to be a part of this podcast. Well, we're so excited to have you here in honor of Veterans Day to hear more about your experience. Um, And your experience in the service is very impressive. So I'm excited to hear your story. Uh, So first, what inspired you to join the Navy? It was that uniform, that military uniform that just stood out to me, having family members that were part of the military. Um, It just put me in awe every time I saw the uniform And especially those that came before me as a veteran, you know, they're the ones that really paved the way. And so I wanted to be a part of that. Love that. Thank you for sharing. And you've served several places. So tell me about some of the places you've served. So I was in the United States Navy. And I went to school. I found out that they were they had a school for journalism. So went to the military school, and then I immediately was sent to Hawaii. I was jumping up for joy for that, and then found out it was a United States Navy ship. And I'm like, oh my gosh, a Navy ship. I'm not in Hawaii, but it turned out it was the best experience of my life. I was able to be on the ship. We had our own Uh, It was called Sight TV. So we had our own television and radio station. So not only was I able to be on this wonderful ship with 800 men and only 200 women, I was able to go on three Western Pacific tours. And I visited such places as Pakistan and Japan and Thailand. And it was just incredible. Being a small town Nebraska girl, you know, being out and seeing the world was just humbling for me. Yeah, I imagine of of all those places you got to visit, which was your favorite or which stood out the most? You know, as far as, you know, breaking my heart, I would say Pakistan. They just had so many wants and needs and One of the things I really enjoyed having the opportunity to do in the military was volunteer. So whenever I had the opportunity to go on base, basically, I would seek out um, different places to volunteer. And one of my favorites was a senior care center. 
And uh, it was great because I really loved being with the seniors and talking to them and just learning about what got them to be in their military. So it was nice. So did that volunteer experience kind of kickstart your passion into the senior living industry? It really did. My biggest passion that I was able to experience was hospice. I couldn't believe that at the end of life, some of their their patients or residents, they didn't have any family. And so I was a volunteer with hospice and I was able to actually sit with them at the end of life. You know, nobody comes into this world uh, being born without family around and they shouldn't have to leave the world without anybody around. And so it was at that moment I knew I wanted to be in the senior living industry. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And so you've had a lot of volunteer work. You also served in an orphanage in Japan. Tell me about that. I did. Oh, my goodness. So many children. And they were so not needy or anything. They loved just if you gave them a piece of gum or you put them on your lap and read them a story. And it didn't matter with the language barrier. They just loved having someone to hold them and hug them and really give them some attention. I could have brought all of them home with me. Oh, thank you for sharing. Oh, kids have such a special place in my heart, as I'm sure they do for many people, you know, specifically coming from the foster care world myself um, as a foster parent. Oh, yeah. Kids have such a, a place in my heart. So that's that's so nice to hear. Thank you for sharing. So looking back on your service, what are you most proud of? I am most proud that I was chosen to be in the military. I mean, I did receive some awards, Sailor of the Quarter, several times, but that's not what was important to me. What was truly important was putting on that uniform, just like several veterans did prior to me doing that, and really serving our country. It gave me such pride every time I put that uniform on, and I loved it. And I remember you saying in your email that even today, sometimes you get emotional when, when you hear the national anthem or, or see someone else in a uniform. I do. I mean, I get goosebumps every time I hear the national anthem. And just seeing someone that was a veteran, whether it be um, they wear a hat or, you know, they have an item of clothing on that tells me they're a veteran. Because what's really important is our veterans shouldn't just be thanked on Veterans Day and Memorial Day. They should be thanked every single day. And I purposely carry with me uh, pins that say, thank you, veteran. And I hand them out when I'm in the airport or grocery shopping. I am just so proud whether they served one day or 30 years, that they put that uniform on and represented our country. I love that. I love that you say even one day or, you know, or even years, anytime at all as a sacrifice. And you have several family members that have served as well. So tell me about your family service. 
So it's funny because my husband was a colonel in the army. He has since retired. So I actually followed him when I got out of the military. I interviewed him. That's how we met. So my family and friends always say, wow, your husband has more doodads and love me wall than you do. And I said, yep, that's because he served a lot longer than myself. But I was so proud of him for doing that. My dad was in the Navy. My son is currently in the Army Reserves. And then my father-in-law was in the Air Force. So lots of different branches and a lot of experience. And to this day, when we all get together, we still tell those stories of being in the military. Thank you, Ginger. And I want to also take this time to thank you and all of your family for your selfless service. Thank you. Yeah, it's truly, truly appreciated. Going into the service, what surprised you the most? Was it anything like you expected it to be? Boot camp was really hard. I wasn't used to people yelling at me, and they did for just like having my hat crooked or, you know, misspeaking. Because as you know, I love to talk, and that wasn't the thing to do when you were in boot camp. But I guess what surprised me the most was going back prior to joining the military was the fact that I could get a career and finish my degree. I was a child in college and basically lost my scholarship after my associate's parents told me, you have to figure this out. I went down to the recruiter and he said, you could be a journalist in the military. And I was so shocked because I didn't know you could do things like that. And so joined the military, got through boot camp, and then went to journalism school, which I was able to get my bachelor's degree then. And so that really surprised me at all the offerings and also what they did to let you continue volunteering, really being that place that offered so much. It's great that you had all those opportunities. Do you still keep in touch with some of the people that you served with? I have the longest Christmas card list of anybody. You know, it's been really nice having social media. I've looked up some of my old shipmates and even you know, you're stationed and you get military housing, even neighbors, families and friends, I've kept in contact through the years. And it's such a bond to know that you have that in common. Once a military member, always a military member. And it really helps you connect when you've had that passion together. Thanks for sharing. What can we do as citizens to best support our veterans? The biggest thing is just say thank you. I was at a veteran's ceremony in which my husband and I would pin all of the veterans and thank them. Unfortunately, I had one situation. It was a veteran that had served in Vietnam, and he threw that pin back at us. And he says, don't honor me. Don't honor me. Nobody did it in my past. Why should you do it now? And I was really taken aback by that because those veterans during that era, they weren't thanked. And so I just feel it's so important. 
if you see a veteran, if you see them wearing maybe a veteran's hat or some type of clothing that really identifies them as a veteran, say thank you. And it will mean the world to them. Thank you so much for sharing, Ginger. That, that is a great perspective. As a veteran yourself, what message do you have for those who are currently serving our country? I want to say thank you. You know, like I said before, it doesn't matter if you serve one day or 30 years. You are a veteran. You took the oath and keep going and be a receiver of when someone says thank you, because they mean that. They're telling you that for a reason. Great. Thank you so much. So at Ovation, Heartwood Preserve, you have several veterans living in your senior living community. So do you bond with those residents over that? Oh, my goodness. One of my best move-ins was a veteran, and he wore his Vietnam vet's hat. And we connected immediately. In fact, four hours later, I was still talking. We were still talking. And he has the best stories. You know, some are really, really sad. But he opened up to me. His daughter said, you know, he hasn't opened up to very many people about his service. But having that vet-to-vet communication really helped open him up. That was so great that you guys were able to open up together. As a community relations manager at Ovation, what is it like for these residents who live at Ovation? What draws people to call this place home? One of the things I really like being a community relations manager is thinking out of the box. What can we do differently for our veterans? One of the things we have is a veteran's wall. So when they come in, we ask for their military picture and we uh, display that in the military hallway. And it's such a great reminder for those, especially when we're doing tours, we stop at that military hall and we talk about that particular veteran We also have gotten together with the various VFWs and American Legions to have their meetings here so that our current veterans can really feel connected. And so one, it's a great way to work with our community, but also it's a way to keep our current veterans that are living in Ovation connected and they love it. And you'll be honoring veterans and families at an upcoming event on Veterans Day, the Veterans Salute. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I am so excited for that Veterans Salute. My husband will be speaking, but also we're having a Brigadier Commander. We have Boys Town. Um, They are singing for us. And really, it's a patriotic, uplifting event. And like I said, I can't wait to be there and be a part of that because you walk away saying, wow, I am so glad that we honored the veterans on that day in this type of ceremony because they all deserve it. One part of the ceremony is when our uh, guests go and pin our veterans and really hear their story. 
we give them an opportunity to talk so that everyone in the audience can hear what they've been through. We also honor our military spouses. You know, being a military spouse is just as hard as being in the service because while your loved one is away, your military spouse is really the one that is doing it all, paying the bills. If your family is sick, you know, cleaning the house, even if something breaks down, that military spouse really has to step up and do it all. So we um, take some time to honor those military spouses and family members to say thank you. 2 to 3.30, Friday, November 11th. And RSVPs are required or encouraged? It's encouraged. We want to make sure we have enough pins and flowers. And of course, our culinary team is making some red, white, and blue desserts. So we want to have enough for all. Great. Thank you. So for people who would like to RSVP, go to Ovation Heartwood Preserve on Facebook and you will see Ginger's phone number and email address. And you can go ahead and contact her and let her know that you will be there. That would be wonderful. We want a huge crowd. Let's get to know more about you. So what do you enjoy doing in your free time? You know, a couple things. I love taking walks. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do and just reminiscing and talking with friends about my day and um, going on hikes also. There isn't any mountains here in Nebraska, but we have plenty of beautiful places to walk in that parks and recreational areas. So love to do that. Another thing, I'm an empty nester now. Our youngest daughter just went to college. And so really getting together with friends and family is so important to me. I love hiking myself as well. So good for the heart and mind. What is your favorite place you've ever traveled? This can be either as a vacation or even when you were a part of the Navy. What's your favorite place you've been? Oh, gosh, there are so many places I've been and I love them all. But one of the places I was able to go while in the military was Tokyo, Japan. And I had no idea they had a Disney there. It's like a Disneyland, but it's Tokyo Disney. And it was so fun. Everything was in Japanese, but they still had all the rides and all the same festivities as the United States had. But it was a blast. That sounds like so much fun. It was. It was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. Who inspires you? All the veterans that have served before me, especially those ones that served in the war, World War II, the Vietnam War, and those that really paid the ultimate sacrifice, the ones that died, they did. They paid the ultimate sacrifice and their families were left behind. So just getting to know some of them, getting to know some of the family members really motivates me and keeps me going and really drives my passion for the military. That truly is the ultimate sacrifice right there. So thank you. Thank you. And so last question here for you, Ginger. This is the question we end every podcast with. At RSA Living and Ovation, we consider our residents family. What does family mean to you? Family means to me love. 
You know, you can have your immediate family, you can have your work family, and then I consider Ovation my family. It's love. I absolutely love going to work every single day because it doesn't feel like work. It feels like I am being with my family. And that's what's important to me. Thank you, Ginger, for taking your time to share your story with us today. And thank you again for your service. You are truly appreciated. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the People of RT Living Pod. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and follow RT Living on social media to keep listening in.